0: All right, so on this podcast, we talk a lot about mindset and motivation, all of those great things. But something else that I like to bring into the conversation with some of my guests and some of the experts that I've had on is talking about building your personal brand and more specifically for athletes. But I do think a lot of these tips, you know, cross over to other people and other people are looking to build their personal brand. So definitely stay tuned, regardless of if you're an athlete or not, you're just looking to use social media more effectively and learn more when it comes to marketing and social media. Now, this is where I work. I have a marketing agency and I do a lot of high level consulting with athletes, um, entrepreneurs, uh, brands and organizations specifically on personal branding, Instagram, marketing, social media, um, you know, telling your story, building that connection and. Um, increasing your impact, sponsorship opportunities, all that kind of stuff that fits into social media marketing, sports marketing, and athlete marketing, along with personal branding. So I'm excited to take these clips that we've had um, from all the different podcasts Um, the different conversations that I've had around the subject and put it together into two uh, short episodes. So because I had so many clips on this topic and I really wanted to give people uh, an in-depth analysis on this topic, I've decided to split it up into two different parts. So make sure that you tune into both. This is part number one. So if you're listening to this right when it comes out, the next one, part two, will be out one week from today. So starting off, um, I'll tell you a little bit more about my story and why I'm so interested and passionate about this subject is because the reason I got into being an entrepreneur in the marketing agency space and being a, a marketer and a social media Um, consultant is because of the experience that I had marketing myself as an athlete to get sponsorships. And the way I was able to build connections actually impressed some of my sponsors so much that they asked me to do marketing for them, for their businesses. And that's what kind of kickballed this whole thing. Throughout that time, I started consulting with different athletes and now it's kind of launched into this time where now I'm doing more speaking and teaching to athletes, entrepreneurs, and consulting of brands, businesses on both sides of the table when it comes to athlete marketing on how athletes can better, you know, build engagement, tell, be authentic on social media, and just use it more effectively to build their brand, their audience, their impact, and, you know, do things more than just for surface level clout. I'm always about impact over hype. And so that's something I just wanted to leave you guys with before we actually get started into these interview clips. So first up, I talked to Matt Paré, and he's someone who has transitioned from being a professional baseball player, he was a catcher in the uh, San Francisco Giants organization, into working in Hollywood and into social content production. He works for Uninterrupted, which is LeBron James' media brand. And in this conversation, we talk about um, athletes and how they're being held back by actually doing some of these things like vlogging, posting videos, sharing more, being more vulnerable on social media, often because of teammates and their peers. There's a stigma with your other athletes that you don't want to look like a tryhard. What do you
1: think is, is stopping athletes from doing something
0: like that? I, you know, for me, it was like, it was weird to put myself out there like that. Like I would sit in my room and talk about like my feelings about my training and like what I was doing next. You know, it's awkward to open up. And I think as an athlete, there's a stigma with your other athletes that you don't want to look like a tryhard like you want to be kind of cool totally. to your peers but you don't realize your yep. peers aren't the ones paying you or they're not your fans right. like that was yeah. um,
1: that was definitely something I ran into dur- during my playing career was like if I did a video and then I go into the clubhouse like what are people saying yeah, that stigma of your teammates for sh- is definitely real.
0: Yeah, I I think that's probably the biggest one. Like it, that is a huge one, and I still see it a lot. I'm just talking to younger athletes too, they have the exact same feelings. They're like, well, you know, but all my teammates are going to say this, or that's you know, people a good I'm point, competing though, against
1: of like they're not they're not the ones that pay you. They're not they're not your audience.
0: So what Matt talked about is something that I've experienced a lot as well. Um, Now I want to go into a little bit of just informational content, um, just... I want to go into a really cool conversation that I had with Carolyn Prevost about marketing in the hockey space, specifically with women's hockey. Um, I'm really passionate about um, equality in sports and female athletes being that I am one and growing up just as a female athlete and seeing some of these opportunities that weren't available to me as a female athlete and hockey is something close to home. That was my first main sport before I transitioned into snowboarding and so chatting with Carolyn about just different things along that subject of female hockey players and hockey in general, how it's marketed and how they can market themselves was really interesting.
2: I mean, you're not seeing female sports a lot on television and in social media. Like you look at TSN or Sportsnet and they're getting better, but they're just not promoting enough of women's hockey or or women's sports in general. Like I think maybe less than 5% of what's shown on TV is a female athlete. There's no marketing um, a lot of people that are, that are working in these professional leagues, like are volunteers still, um, yeah. that that's not acceptable too. like these volunteers should be getting paid and, or if we're playing at eight o'clock at night, eight thirty, And then it's the same night that the Leafs are playing. It's like, you know, you're, we're, we're not getting the right hours that we're playing. Like, it's just like, there's so many small
0: details that are preventing us from really taking off as a sport. Yeah, no, I think those little things matter for sure. I'm trying to make a conscious effort to watch more female sports and female athletes and consume more merchandise from female athletes. Because I think it takes that, like it takes people making the decision and investing even just with their dollars or their attention into yeah. the future generation. People need like to
2: show up to the games or if it's on TV, like watch it, right? Like they're trying to look at different ways to market us and, and sell us, which is also an interesting part with um,
0: mm.
2: hockey because, you know, you don't see the face behind the mask
0: you know the commonality of hockey players are so humble and so they're not like putting themselves out there and having these um personalities and this like swag that the other athletes usually do and people gravitate oh, towards yeah. so i do think that there's like there's a lot of things it comes you know not just the leagues but also the athletes themselves
2: that's that's very true because like there's just some like in like crossfit like a lot of times like people are like, pro- like promoting themselves and stuff and i always found it difficult because like in hockey you just don't do that <laughs> You would get chirped by your teammates if you were going yeah, off. That's it. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but it's like, oh my God, I guess you play with your audience. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to try to market yourself. And, and that's important,
0: too. Yeah, yeah, it, I do think it's it's totally that. And I do think that a lot of the teammate aspect is, is totally true. Like if the league itself isn't doing a good job, it's like, okay, well, the players can but it is it's, there's that like judgment within your team, you're like, I don't want to be the person vlogging in the in yeah. the locker room. And but I do think that like, if someone did it, and they, they get the it chirping, it will Yeah, it would open the door and it would help other people like it it just someone has to go through the the hazing of it at the start. Okay, so next we're moving into the personal brand expert athlete personal brand expert Malcolm Lemons. He's a former pro basketball player turned author in the space of building your brand as an athlete. Um, We connected over both being in that space. I was actually on his podcast earlier in the year, and then grateful to have him also on my podcast later in the year. Um, So in this uh, specific clip, we talk about how um, people connect to your story as an athlete, especially through being vulnerable.
1: The key to really building a sustainable brand and making impact is talking about the things you're scared to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, being vulnerable and open and exposing your insecurities. Because, I think for for a long time people viewed as, athletes as superhumans and that they're these people who are untouchable they they're different you know they're they they have all the courage in the world and a lot of times like athletes experience the same things that we all do you know they're people LeBron James has fears and he's scared of things and you know all these different you know obstacles he goes through he's he's human at the end of the day so I think that Social media has really democratized storytelling as a whole, and when you talk about it in the sports landscape, it's allowed athletes to make a deeper connection with their audience and to humanize them. I think that's really the key is is showing that we're all people at the end of the day, we all experience hardships and go through things in life, and the more we talk about these things and bring them to light, the deeper we'll start to understand one, one another and create more empathy in the world, but also for athletes, it creates deeper relationships with your fan base and from that comes opportunities connections etc so um I think for athletes it's just understanding that the more you're scared to put it out the more you need to put it out right and that's that's an important distinction that a lot of people you know don't really don't really kind of take into account so
0: Yeah, right. Like those things that are uncomfortable, they're probably the conversations that you should be having. So next up, we have Carlin Isles. Carlin Isles is the fastest rugby player on earth. He's a Red Bull athlete, has some some great sponsorships going on. And it was cool that when we connected about doing the podcast, doing the interview, I was able to give him some branding uh, tips and talk a little bit more about that stuff. And then in the podcast itself, um, when I asked him some questions when it came to like personal branding and social media, he actually like flipped questions around back on me which was cool because i was able to chat about some of those things so here we chat about uh building brand relationships and how i think that relationships are really the the core when it comes to building any sort of brand Uh, a
3: lot of people don't got the the people skills or the the mouthpiece to keep something going or understand okay what it takes because i think it takes one it really does take some intentionality you know to to, for anything and to keep anything because if not stuff would just fizzle away You know what I mean? But from your side, what is, what is building relationship and and keeping it like, what's the details to that?
0: You know, I like to relate the business side of it to uh, a relationship. If, if someone came in to try to start a relationship and just said like, Hey, I want you to do this and this, and like, I'm so cool and you should uh, hang out with me because I'm the coolest. Like it's, it's probably not going to be so good. And so if you can come from a place of really focusing and paying attention and giving the attention yeah. to the other person, asking them what they're looking for. So asking, you know, you, you go up to a, a brand and you ask what are you guys looking for in a way of an athlete is what are you trying to accomplish? Does my brand align? Yeah. Like just asking those questions I think is, is the first stage and whether that's through a DM or getting connected through a different athlete or through a connection with the company, whatever it is, like some people have agents, some people, you know, they don't, especially people in, in my sport coming up, they didn't have agents or anything like that. Yeah. So I think that's that's the key is just always listening to the other party. And you, you try to listen more than, than you talk and, and that you talk about yourself and put yourself first. Because in any sort of relationship, especially any brand deal, the brand is going to remember who you are and how you're going to re- represent them, not about yeah. like how you talk about yourself and how you're this this person, you know, they're going to see that through what you actually do, whether it's on the field or in play or what you post or whatever it is, but it's about like showing them respect and, you know, hearing their side out. And so I think, you know, making that initial reach out and not going for the sell right away, not selling yourself right away, just building that relationship, keeping it going and eventually realizing that that can then turn into something that's very profitable. Um, It's probably not going to be very profitable if right off the start you go in for, for an ask.
3: And that's good.
0: Okay. So next up is talking with JT Barnett, a former pro hockey player turned entrepreneur and wellness influencer. Uh, this is going to relate back to the very first interview in our interview clip in this uh, podcast where we talk about the judgment that athletes may be receiving from other people that holds them back from putting themselves out there. And um, I think the, the first people to do things are always going to get judged. And I know JT speaks about the same thing, that the first people to do something will get judged and hated on for doing it. And then people will ask, how did you do it? Because they're going to see that you become successful, you break through. You have to deal with some of that judgment. And I wish it wasn't the case, but it's just kind of how things are. So hopefully you like this interview. So I hope you like this clip. So next, we're going back to Malcolm and diving in specifically on brand vulnerability. One thing that I get a lot of messages from kids about is like, they're they're nervous that their friends and family are going to judge them for like putting themselves out there. And I think the same thing holds true with like teammates. How have you personally overcome that? And like, what tips might you have for like a kid who's like, worried about people judging them for posting a lot?
4: um to be honest it's hard like it is it is a challenging thing and i see it with like my little brother and my little sister like i see it with how i was when i was in the locker room and like if you're around people that like really don't support it even hate on it like it is a hard thing to to like want to continue doing it so you have to honestly spend a lot of time with yourself pumping yourself up to be like look i know what the fuck i want and i'm gonna keep doing it and i know that in that this is gonna pay off in the end whether these people don't know that or or whether they don't see that or not. And so I would say like the first thing would be like, you got to get to the place with yourself where you are understanding that that, of these other people, but you know that they don't know you as well as you know yourself.
0: That's Mm -hmm. the first
4: thing. And then I honestly think that like communicating with the people that are around you and like having those conversations is something that can really probably free up a lot of space of being like, like in my locker rooms, if somebody called me out for posting something, First, it would probably be like, I'd probably feel like really bad about it. I'd be like, what the, like, why is, why do you care so much? But then I would eventually get to the point where I would have that conversation and be like, yo, like, why do you always give me shit about posting? Like, this is something that I care about. I'm just sharing my life. I know that this is going to be beneficial for me. And like, I don't understand why is this always like such a big deal for you. And usually, when you have a conversation like that, the person's like, I don't know, man, I'm just giving you a hard time. I really don't mean it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll pull back a little bit. It's usually like, a bit of their own uncomfort or their own insecurity that like it's just their way of getting it out there and not having to deal with it. So having that kind of conversation of like just being fully open with them and being like, yo, this is something I fucking care about and I don't appreciate you doing that. So like, where's it coming from? Like, why do you have a problem with this? It's something that can really go a long way. Mm,
0: That's such a good point. I know like even on the snowboard team, like one of my friends, she was posting a ton and myself too and I felt like the guys on the team we're like why are you guys always posting like why do you care about this and then like they see that all of a sudden like we were the ones getting different sponsorships and things like that and so well I think
4: another thing just on that same point is like I think that something that is it has really helped me to realize with other people whenever somebody doesn't agree with you or doesn't see things the same way as like everybody's just doing what they were taught like everybody mm -hmm. unless they have like the real self-awareness of like understanding where why they think the way that they think like most people are just kind of recycling the things that they were taught from people above them so like players on your team that are saying shit to you they were just taught that by their coach or parent or owner or gm that like that's not the way that you that people go about it you shouldn't be sharing about your life you shouldn't be posting stuff you shouldn't be trying to promote yourself because it's bad for your team and i think that again that goes into our last conversation of like Once the owners start to switch it and be like, yo, we want more guys posting. And then it trickles down to the GM and he's like, we want more guys posting goes to the coach and the coach creates that environment of like, we want guys to be vocal about what they're doing and be sharing who they are and like what they care about. Then that's where you get a locker room of guys that are like, yo, let's post this, like let's care about this and stuff. But it's hard for guys because they think they're doing the right thing by listening to the coach and the owner when really it's like just a bunch of confusion. And the guys that are stepping outside of that and are and are doing it themselves right now are the guys that are gonna go the farthest. But it helps a lot when you have the support of the guys on the team and it needs to start at the top.
0: All right, so next up, we ha- we go back to talking with Carlin, and we're going on how athletes can actually build relationships.
3: What do you, what's the details to doing it? So yeah. when it comes, a lot of people don't got the the people skills or the, or the mouthpiece to keep something going or understand, okay, what it takes because I think it takes, one, it really does take some intentionality, you know, to, to for anything and to keep anything because if not, stuff would just fizzle away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But from your side, what is, what is building relationship and, and keeping it, like what's the details to that?
0: Yeah, and I, I see that a lot with athletes where they get a sponsor and they hype it up for like a few months. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, everyone forgets that they were, they had that brand sponsor, they forgot about it, and they moved on to the next one. So I think it's, you know, when you're making that first relationship, at least what I did when it came to reaching out on social media was be like, you know, always position yourself as um, like giving. So you want to be in, yeah. a, in a position where you're giving something of value first. For example, you know, I like to relate the business side of it to uh, a relationship. If, if someone came in to try to start a relationship and just said like, hey, I want you to do this and this and like, I'm so cool. And you should uh, hang out with me because I'm the coolest. Like, it's it's probably not going to be so good. And so if you can come from a place of really focusing and paying attention and giving the attention yeah. to the other person, asking them what they're looking for. So asking, you know, you, you go up to a, a brand and you ask, what are you guys looking for in a way of an athlete? Is What are you trying to accomplish? Does my brand align?
3: Yeah. Like
0: Just asking those questions, I think, is is the first stage. And whether that's through a DM or getting connected through a different athlete or through a connection with the company, whatever it is. Like some people have agents, some people, you know, they don't, especially people in, in my sport coming up, they didn't have agents or anything like that. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the key is just – always listening to the other party and you, you try to listen more than than you talk and and that you talk about yourself and put yourself first because in any sort of relationship especially any brand deal the brand is going to remember who you are and how you're going to re- represent them not about mm. like how you talk about yourself and how you're this this person, you know, they're going to see that through what you actually do, whether it's on the field or in play or what you post or whatever it is, but it's about like showing them respect and, you know, hearing their side out. And so I think, you know, making that initial reach out and not going for the sell right away, not selling yourself right away, just building that relationship, keeping it going and eventually realizing that that can then turn into something that's very profitable. Um, It's probably not going to be very profitable if right off the start you go in for, for an ask.
3: And that's good
0: yeah that's that's that that's kind of what I learned to do and then I translated into doing it for for businesses and different things and it's it's been fun and, and exciting to see it especially because I know in a lot of sports like people have agents and they they have them do that for them but in my sport it was like you got to hustle for yourself you yeah, have to go yeah. out there and like ask people and you know there were some athletes who were making like GoFundMes and things and I was like no I I don't want to do that like I, I have something that I can offer as a exchange, a fair exchange in value. I don't want people just to give me some some money for me to try to make it to the Olympics. I think that, you know, there's ways I can get brands on board and, and people on board with what my overall mission is. And I actually, I, I started off and I got no's, like, when I was, I think I was, like, 14. I had only been two years into snowboarding, and I was not good. And I was reaching out to local companies and saying, hey, like, you know, I'm a local snowboarder, whatever, And I had some of them say no, but because I told them what my goal was, and they watched my progress for a year or two and saw that, you know, I was here and I wasn't ready for them to sponsor me. But all of a sudden, I did talk my talk and I got to this level so quickly. They were like, okay, and they circled back. So I think it's also just knowing that you can keep those relationships open. They don't have to just close.
3: Yeah, I like that.
0: All right, lastly is a piece from my conversation with JT where I, sh- where I give an example of what Alfonso Davies is doing, professional soccer player from Canada, on building his brand and how it's so important to build that depth and engagement with fans and followers. I saw yesterday on TikTok, there's like a Canadian footballer that just won the Champions League. I, I don't remember, whatever the team that won, I don't watch soccer, but team that won the Champions League is a team he's on. And he has like, I don't know, maybe one or two million followers on TikTok. The top comment on his latest video was a fan. I like screenshotted it because I thought it was so impactful. And it was a fan saying, "Like, thank you for being like the only footballer who responds to us, who posts things for us, and like shows us insight of like what's going on in your life and these other cool things." And he responded to that comment, and I like screenshotted that because I was like, "I'm going to show other athletes how important this stuff is."
4: Totally. I mean, like community engagement and just caring about your followers is something that, like, oh, that dude Gary V like just talks about it a lot, and like. When I hear that from him, I'm just like, fuck, it's so true. Because you can get consumed in the fact that, like, you have more and more, you want more and more people to follow you, you want more, more people to care about you or, or buy your product or whatever it is that, like, your goal is, that, like, you forget the fact that, like, on the other end of that, that piece of technology is a person that is communicating with you and is in a relationship with you in a different dynamic, obviously, but like in a in a way that they actually care about what you're doing and they're putting their time and energy into it. So like just replying to comments and like going back and forth with people, replying to DMs is something that just goes so long, just goes such a far way.
0: Yeah, like I think in the comment too, like that guy said, he's like, the other footballers just post vacation photos. And like photos of their abs or whatever, and he's like, you like you post behind the scenes, and I yeah I thought that was really cool. All right, so like I said, this was part one. I'm really excited to pump out part two for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. If you're curious more about social media marketing, personal branding hit me up, uh, Natalie at agency, 93agency.com. agency 93 Happy to chat and uh, maybe even get on a call with you if you want to dive in deeper about some of the services or things that I offer. Uh, I love nerding out when it comes to anything about branding and social media, so I'm sure we'll have a great conversation if you like this podcast, if you want to dive in deeper with me on that. Um, Otherwise, if you like this, I would really appreciate it if you give it a share or leave a review if you have the chance. If not, no worries. Have a great rest of your week and stay tuned for the next one.